0: Come on! They're right there! Let's
1: go! Let's go. Move, 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 move!
0: ...important than you can imagine. Uh, without written testimony and first-hand accounts of the battlefield, how can we learn from them as a people? One of the more be- uh, detailed books on the Vietnam conflict is called Battle Lines. It was written by Lieutenant Colonel Dave Brown of the USMC and his, uh, and his lovely daughter, Tiffany Brown Holmes, Lieutenant Colonel Brown earned a silver star medal for gallantry in combat. And he was the company commander in Vietnam who took over for, uh, company command for Fox company two five shortly after they cleared way city following his time in Vietnam, uh, first as an advisor and then as Fox Company's company commander, Brown had a distinguished career in the Marine Corps. Lieutenant Lieutenant Colonel Brown instructed at the U.S. Naval Academy and headed up the Marine Corps procurement budget. Upon retirement, he was a a logistics consultant for both the United States Marine Corps and the Navy and he served as the director of the Second Marine Division Association. He's published numerous, numerous articles in the Marine Corps Gazette, Gazette and the Amphibious War Review. He's also authored uh, other books on training, automated information systems, and logistics, as well as some other books directly pertaining to, uh, to combat and, and, um, and the ways of the fighting man, let's say. Um, very uh very uh, active in his community and today we have the distinct pr- pleasure of sitting down with him for a little while and uh and talking about doing kind of a review of battle lines looking at the uh-huh. vietnam conflict and then and then you know having the conversation that's, that that spurs for there from there so um dave lieutenant colonel brown thank you so much for coming out this is it's an honor to have you here and uh and i'm i'm, I'm excited about this conversation we've been talking about it for a while so thank you
1: yeah, Ryan. Thank you very much, and uh, hello to you, too, Mike. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And Pennsylvania, and that's a suburb of Reading in eastern Pennsylvania. And uh, born there um, back in 39, uh, actually uh, 64 years ago. Yesterday was my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Perfect. And, and uh, my, I have a twin brother. Okay. Five five minutes older than me. So, at any rate... Uh, uh i grew up with a twin brother i grew up with a loving uh, mother and father uh uh, my dad started his own business and i was to go into it but i never did go into it uh, but for uh, i would say the summers in college and then as a reserve officer i i got out joined the reserves and for my own sake uh but worked for him for almost nine months But after three months when I was out, my first three years, um, my battalion, the 1st Battalion, 4th Marines, left Hawaii and went to Vietnam, and they went to Da Nang. And there I was, stuck in Pennsylvania, selling candy. (laughs) God, get me back. Uh, But when you have a twin brother, he's a little bit smaller than me. But you wrestle all the time and you fight all the time. I know. I was re- regaling some of these things on the phone with him, wishing him a birthday, happy birthday yesterday. And I can recall vividly. Um, we we all have our own memories of our own brothers, and they, you, and they're slightly a bit different. But I remember one time I'm feeling really macho. Now we're dealing with a probably a fifth grader with a BB gun. Boom! Got him like that. <laughs> you i'll get you and then i couldn't take it anymore i said hey okay here's my shirt go ahead sh- shoot me back. Me. <laughs> yeah so she he shot me back so but we wrestled all the time and and uh, those kind of things just kind of worked out and uh, we were naturally inclined to do sports mm-hmm. uh, so we started competitive swimming it in the ymca playing um I'd say in fourth grade, Mm -hmm. through seventh grade or eighth grade. And uh, then Doug became a very champion swimmer. Mm -hmm. Went on to a a scholarship uh, to Oklahoma. And uh, I stayed with football uh, and lacrosse in college. And so I stayed with the kind of aggressive sports. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved doing those type of things. So now that you kind of know that, there's this feeling of aggression inside of you mm-hmm. and we'll go back to the while we're on this subject we'll, we'll go back to my advisory time and there's some thoughts i thought you have in mind why did you want to extend mm-hmm. to get a rifle company mm-hmm. well when you go when you're a psychological officer psych like uh, and you're doing th- non-combatant missions mm-hmm. o- over there in uh in the Rungside Special Zone, where I was uh, for a whole year, there's this burning desire to get it into the middle of the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it it was like practicing football and never playing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, I don't know if you ever played football, but being on the sideline is not fun. Mm-hmm. Getting in there and mixing it up is, is where it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so there's that passion inside of you, and you're, you're going to get to that like. You know, it was very easy the only thing is i'm as clumsy as can be so drill uh was not they used to pull me pull me out of the platoon and practice going up and down i, I right now i got one bow leg that sticks out like this the other was pretty straight and uh, uh but gee i was not the most graceful thing even in football and lacrosse uh i was aggressive but it worked there because you could just run into things. I was a pure jock. I was not an athlete. My brother is an athlete. Yeah. But I'm more of the kind of guy who was, uh, well, besides that, at Governor Mifflin High School in Shillington, mm-hmm. I was co-captain of five varsity teams, which my brother and I, the first two years, sophomore and junior, was swimming. And the last three years, oh, the last two, my senior year, rather, I was uh, football um swimming and track mm. i was president of my junior and senior class so there's a there's this inkling to kind of come on guys let's it's let's get lead. going here's where we're going what's the coach okay coach saying that let's go what are we mm. waiting for i jump in a jeep and go off to the adjutant's office where's the headquarters? okay so i get there i go to the adjutant. hey i said you got a list of uh, commanding officers here battalion commanders Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, you know, I was captain, and he was a lieutenant. And so I go down there, and there goes, oh, Major O.K. Steele, <laughs> 2-5, got it. Yeah. OK, can I uh, contact 2-5? Yes, sir, here's the phone. Hey, may I speak to uh, Major Steele? Yeah. And uh, I'm back in town, I need a company. He says, do not leave that office. <laughs> do not leave that office. I And he was 40 miles away. Uh, I will have a Jeep there in an hour and, a, and 15 minutes. Your so, mind. So anyway, yeah, that type of thing. So,
0: Now, I, now just so I understand this better, had, at this point, you'd already done your advisory time. I did, yeah. And mm-hmm. so can you, can you backtrack just for a minute and explain to me the advisory program, what your role is, and, and your thoughts in general about how well it worked for what it was
1: He's got the. He won, just won the Ironman Award. So we're dealing with a real stud of a guy, even though he's like this. <laughs> and uh, I don't think we're there. And I got there just before him. I don't think we're there. Uh, a week when the first mortars started coming in, mm. you know, and you know how that is. Like, oh my, this is this must be war, and they're coming in from outside the town, rice paddies, rice paddies, being Shot from, you know, however. 2,000 yards away or something like that. And they're hitting the base, but they make a lot of noise. So we have a bunker outside, our advisory team bunker. Cliff's already gone. I'm Intel officer and the three officers were together and there was a enlisted troopers, staff NCO kind of place too. Well, I'm busy trying to get into Cliff's shoe, which is a size eight or a size seven and I'm a size 10 and a half, right? <laughs> I spent the whole time doing that mortar attack trying to get that. Finally, I'm hopping on out there. Motherfucker, motherfucker, what's going on? And they're all laughing their ass off because you have got to get a flashlight. I said, Cliff, will you put your shoes on? Because <laughs> I was on the, oh, never mind. Long story short, but those are the kind of lessons learned. <laughs> and they're good. And you look back and you, you have that mindset, more aggressive and more. Uh, detrimental on, on the, for the for the enemy. Where I didn't. I, I love the Vietnamese. I realized all this history when the French were there and when the French got beaten at the NBN Phu <coughs> up north there. And then they have the Geneva Accord, mm-hmm. which uh, has the 17th parallel, generally speaking, as the uh, DMZ, the, the military zone. And it's about five. And that separates the two countries. Uh, those Vietnamese really like to be one.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You know, this communist stuff with uh, Ho Chi Minh and all that kind of stuff, uh, they're not big champions of them. They're farmers, right? And they're proud proud of their language and their history. Mm -hmm. And Vietnam as a whole, uh, and I I can say this with assurance, um, they hated the Chinese. Back there in the days of uh, Mao Zedong, no, Mao Tung is the local uh, current guy, but Gangla Khan, uh, back there in the 1400s, 1500s, Vietnam, Vietnam was captured by the Chinese and occupied and put down. So, mm-hmm. for about two, three hundred years, somewhere in that time frame. And they didn't like the Chinese. Mm-hmm. So, the the Chinese were trying to buddy up with them. And Ho Chi Minh, who was a, a, a general, he, he, in 1920s, he had gone back to Moscow to learn about communism. So he comes back here. So he's now the liaison with China. But the bulk of the people didn't like China. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. Uh, and they wanted to have peace, and the bulk of people, north and south. People, and you, you know that when you're over in Afghanistan, those people didn't want have a war in their country, the, the locals. I mean, you know, it was hurting their kids, and it was hurt. Is a herd of growing poppies and whatever else is mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to go in for himself. And and so this is I'm I'm now I'm oh, I don't know, twenty seven or something like that. I've been through all this stuff. I know all that stuff. I'm wise. I'm not a I'm not coming in like a Lance Corporal mm-hmm. with you know, just out of Paris Island by about six months or something like that. <laughs> Still shitting third phase. Yeah, style. you got it. <laughs> no, I, I'm understanding these people, and and I'm loving these people. Yeah. And so you know, when I when we captured someone, we caught a, a a bunch, even though they get wounded and stuff like that, and and they're belly aching like a trooper would belly ache if he's wounded. Um, so at any rate, you, know, you have to show compassion. Leader. And I always considered myself to be an average bloke, but he was a, uh, a fellow that was, many thought, would rise up to be a general officer. Uh, he had the long term, before he took over Fox, he had long term things of accomplishments, ranger school, and maybe uh, six years in the uh, reserves, in the National Guard, blah, 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 blah. Um, he he stayed by himself. Uh, I'm not that person at all. Um, and certainly well written. But let me compliment my daughter for using all the good words. And and we'll uh, I have to tell you a little bit more about how we wrote that section. Sure, sure, please. Uh, at some particular point. But uh, let me talk about grandfather section. Second, um, <clears throat> when when Graham got. Okay, wait a minute uh, let's hold a let's hold a piece of paper uh, eight eight by 11 and a, half, eight and a half by eleven sideways and then realize that the company was coming down on the left hand side Now on covering us it's like a lake with the woods all around it with a couple of little hills in the middle and bumps not a, not hills but a bump. Uh, where, where there was a um, chapel of some sort and all mm. that kind of stuff. Mm. The bad guys were all the way at the, far, the top part of the of the piece of paper that I'm holding right here, mm-hmm. but on, across this rice field. Uh, okay, so Union 2, you know, in Union 2, we lost, um, uh, Fox did, lost uh, 30 killed and had 61 wounded. Uh, and so when you're me a company commander who follows is really a great guy um, I have to ask myself all the time I'm writing it and talking to these guys how would I have done it better to prevent that I mm-hmm. mean it's just mm-hmm. begging that that question mm-hmm. um, and Mike and, well I me backing up they got to the edge of the bottom of the paper here the edge of this large rice patty which was what did he say it was we defy 300 Cross, it was a 300
0: like, but then there was the line and then another 300 y- i think or so. yeah
1: it was a big 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 rice paddy and when they got to the first edge here of the rice paddy uh graham wanted to prep mm-hmm. the area mm-hmm. and the um the and the fox company was then uh, um attached to it was taken away from two five and yes, was sir. attached to one five i think it was one five and um so he asked for prep fires, mm-hmm. and he got shot down because they've already done that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, depending on how adamant that person is, I, I encountered something like that that possibly you'll ask me later on, or, mm-hmm. I know you will. Um, so Dave <laughs> would have blown off, given the flip the finger, to the, the the new battalion commander who's not gonna write your fitness report anyhow and i cared about the troops graham is a, a true military professional in obeying commands mm-hmm. i would have flanked it mm-hmm. as i write as i write it in hindsight it's like how would you have done that last play of a football game would you have run it or thrown it or hail mary or whatever for sure. That type of thing. We can all analyze it. So I was analyzing something, a better person me, to me, uh, as far as a company commander was concerned. I didn't know Grant, uh, Graham at all. Um, how would I have done that? I would have flanked it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, Colonel Houghton, who had asked for 2 fives, most aggressive company, flew in at first, first light. This is following Union 2, and I did skip... Several pages that gets in, Dave and and Tiffany really get into the details of how Union 2 unfolded, and and, it it was rough. Yeah,
1: Yeah. ended up positive. I mean, they won. No, they they did work, but it was a
0: tough fight. It it was was a tough fight for Fox. And so, going to the book, Colonel Houghton, Houghton, who asked for 2-5's most aggressive company, flew in at first light to see Fox's few survivors. Most had been wounded but not evacuated. To those who were left, he said, Marines, I put Fox into the center of the breach and your company was the linchpin in defeating the enemy regiment. I had always heard of your fighting ability, your braveness. Today, you exceeded your reputation. You men exemplify the heroic character of the 5th Marine Regiment in the United States Marine Corps. With you, I mourn your losses. We can never bring them back. They were brave Marines who did not die in vain. Men of Foxtrot, I salute you and your magnificent fighting company. The colonel gave a hand salute while turning to ensure every Marine and Corpsman had been recognized. Houghton paused for and pulled Lee Green. Is it Marengo or Mer- Marengo? Tony Marengo. Marengo. Yeah, he's big.
1: And he's a retired Sergeant Major. I, I get an email from him every day.
0: How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So he says... Mostly uh, jokes. Houghton paused and pulled Lee, Green, and Marengo aside for a few minutes to give them personal praise before flying away to recognize the others. In the end, Alpha Company killed 30 enemy with another prob- uh, probably killed thir- uh, 33 killed. They captured 27 NVA. Alpha lost se- uh, five Marines and killed, uh, killed, killed with 10 wounded. Delta Company killed 40 enemy with another 50 approximated. Delta's losses were 17 killed and 22 wounded. Fox Company had 170 confirmed kills and another 310 probable killed. Fox lost, uh, Fox lost 30 men killed and sustained 61 wounded. Many men attached to Fox Company during the battle were killed and wounded as well. Not too far. Your marking ability. Hit him. Yeah, that's good. That's a good shot. That's a good shot.